Gummer, Joe Bud Mission Street. This is the Rorschach, Georgia update from Thursday, the 6th of May, 2021. Ten or so minutes of the big stuff going down in Sockard Bellow. On Saturday night, the Georgian Orthodox Church celebrated Easter, the Patriarch of all Georgia, His Holiness and Beautitude, Elia II, released a traditional epistle in Samepa Cathedral in Tbilisi. Last week, the Parliament of Georgia adopted controversial amendments to the Code of Administrative Offenses, calling for increased and tougher penalties for repeated acts of petty hooliganism and police disobedience. Among other charges, the amendments include expanded duration of administrative detention from 12 hours to 24 hours. The amendments were adopted by 72 votes in favor. The disputes over the amnesty bill and release of Nika Melia are ongoing. According to Melia's lawyer, Georgi Kondakashvili, the government can apply to the court to request bail at any time as Nika Melia's consent to the bail is not on the agenda legally or otherwise. According to Georgi Vashadze, leader of the opposition strategy Akhmashenabeli party, Melia will be released from prison through a bail mechanism. For those unfamiliar with the case, Georgian political party signed a compromise document submitted by the European Council on the 19th of April. In line with the agreement, Georgi Rudua was released last week after the Georgian president signed a presidential pardon. Discussions over the amnesty bill and the release of Nicomelia are still underway. As might have been expected, due to the differences between the opposition parties and the Georgian Dream Party, two different amnesty bills are presently being given to Parliament. One of them was developed by opposition parties and the other by ruling party Otsneba. Large-scale public discussions are planned on the draft laws. Georgia's getting a good reputation with international digital outsourcing. Kearney's Global Services Location Index, issued every two years, helps companies make location decisions about where they put offshore operations. This year, Georgia took 19th place among the top-ranked countries to source tech services. According to the report, Georgia posts competitive rankings on financial attractiveness, workforce skills, and business environment. It's worth noting that Georgia has the third lowest tax burden in the world and is ranked number seven in ease of doing business. If you're interested in learning more about this, in the show notes. Georgia National Communications Commission and NATO EU Information Center are implementing joint projects that aim to raise awareness of the Euro-Atlantic integration path developing media literacy. The party signed a cooperative agreement on Wednesday, the 5th of May. Another interesting project, EU Ambassador to Georgia, Carl Hartzell, announced the winner of the call for expression of interest in promoting European business and economic interests in Georgia. The European Business Association of Georgia is the winner. The project aims at strengthening business relations between Georgia and the EU and supporting implementation of the Association Agreement and DCFTA. This week on the 4th of May, the U.S. ship Hamilton made a port call in Batumi, United States Coast Guard cutter. Hamilton is the first U.S. Coast Guard cutter to visit the Black Sea since 2008. The ship's visit serves to strengthen the security and cooperation between the United States and Georgia to promote regional peace and stability and emphasize the importance of the Black Sea for Euro-Atlantic security. Grechicha alert! On Wednesday, the 5th of May, Russia banned buckwheat exports to Georgia. 
According to what we can figure out, the ban will be enforced until the 31st of August. It should be noted that more than 90% of buckwheat in Georgia comes from Russia. As we mentioned in last week's podcast, Kutaisi International Airport has renewed some of its regular flights. This week, Kazakh Fly Adistan has carried out its first flight to Kutaisi, Aktau, Atirao, and Nur Sultan are the three new Kazakh destinations from Kutaisi Airport, each city twice a week. Currently, Georgia has a week-long public holiday to reduce public mobility and slow the spread of the coronavirus. Meanwhile, Georgian health officials have warned the potential third wave may be coming, stressing the importance of public responsibility and vaccination. Following on this, the Georgian government officials and members of parliament will get vaccinated against coronavirus this week. Also, tourism sector representatives, public transport drivers, and ticket controllers will have priority for vaccinations. The idea is a quick and safe restoration of the tourism industry. According to the economy minister, Natia Turnava, Georgia will be the first country in the region to have a truly safe tourism industry once again. On Tuesday, the 4th of May, the head of Georgia's National Center for Disease Control, NCDC, Amidan Gamkhelidze, received the Chinese Sinopharm coronavirus vaccine live on television. He was the first person to receive the Sinopharm shot in Georgia. As you might remember from a few weeks back, Georgia received 100,000 doses of the Sinopharm vaccine on the 19th of April. Last week, Corporate Watch published the attention-grabbing article, Georgia Guardians of the Rioni Valley Face Off the Dams by Mariam Shangelia and Pierre Bonneval. The article takes a closer look at the reasons behind ongoing protests against the hydropower plant projects in Georgia. Inhabitants in northwestern Georgia are mobilizing against the construction of the two hydroelectric dams that are believed to be ravaging the entire region, drowning villages, destroying vineyards, and local heritage. The article's in the show notes. The project Namhvani Cascade includes a construction of two hydroelectro dams, Zemo Namahvani, Upper Namahvani, and Kvemo Namahvani, Lower Namahvani. The Zemo Namahvani Dam is planned to be located in the village of Tvishi, where the majority of the country's Soli Kauri vineyards are located. The article also emphasizes the geological and ecological risks, such as flooding of agricultural lands and several historical monuments and the increased risk of landslides. The authors compare the ongoing processes to the fight against economic imperialism, extraction of natural resources, appropriation of resources by private capital, devastation of traditional agriculture, and dispossession of local families. As part of the fight, major new demonstrations planned in Tbilisi on the 23rd of May. If you're interested to know more about it, check out the movie Land Water in the show notes. A hailstorm has hit Kacheti region, damages in Gurjani, Sagareju, and Sikhnachi districts, destroys vineyards and crops, killed poultry, damaged houses, cars, household items. A special commission is currently studying the situation among the victims. On Sunday, the 2nd of May, Georgian tennis player Nikolos Basilashvili won his fifth ATP Tour title at the BMW Open after defeating German Jan Leonard Struff in Munich. Vasilashvili is the first Georgian tennis player ever to win the ATP tournament. He won his first trophy in Germany in 2018. Do you have a moped or have you thought about getting one? 
driver's license will soon be mandatory for all types of mopeds, according to the Interior Minister Vachtan Gomelauri. Presently, the main problem is that surveillance cameras do not monitor mopeds. The introduction of AM category driver's license serves to decrease the number of road accidents caused by moped drivers, which is evidently significant. According to the bill, all drivers should register their mopeds in the service agency of the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Georgia. A new bill on making driver's license mandatory for all types of mopeds was proposed in 2019 and Parliament will pass the bill in its second hearing. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast platform to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Georgia. Also, if you want to share any big news or events that are coming up, be sure to let us know. We may even put them in the show. You can email us at podcast at rorschach.com. 